Well, good Saturday morning to you. How are you doing? Beautiful, beautiful Saturday in the Music City University Showcase from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. Greg Pogue, your host. Will Brown. Hello, Will. Good morning, man. What's going on? How you doing, man? Life is good. All right. Well, good. Good to see you again. Uh, we'll be doing this show uh, remotely. I will be next Saturday in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. TSU basketball up there. TSU uh, this afternoon. We'll uh, have uh, the uh, men's game at 315 pregame albert dawson and myself 3 30 right here on nashville sports radio university showcase we spotlight the athletic programs uh, at tennessee tech at treveca and throughout the ohio valley conference and joining us now treveca baseball coach chase saint coach how you doing thanks for uh, flipping around and moving up a little earlier with us thank you man appreciate it no problem how you doing greg doing well uh baseball yeah. it's baseball weather today Hey, it, it, we'll take it, especially after the last week and a half that we've had. So well, we're, we're ready for this. Well, let me ask you, because that's, you know, you start in, what, third week of February, second week of February, and obviously you got to get all your work in. What do you do when we have the blizzard of 2024? Well, we're, we're very fortunate to have our indoor and, and, and able to go in there and, and do some things. I mean, the guys are, you know, they get cabin fever pretty quick. They're, they, they're ready to get outside and and get rolling but again just very fortunate to be able to go inside and do some things i mean we had to you know you got to get your pitchers ready and get their pitch counts up and and prepared for opening day so we were inside with live at bats and and you know just trying to get the most out of it that we could but but like i said the guys just get they get so tired of being indoors and you know want to get outside so bad but you know there's nothing you can do about it really well uh tell me about your team this spring what are you what are you looking at well, I'm excited about it. It's it's different. We uh, we're returning some guys that that had some some pretty good experience for us last year, but um, also bringing in some guys that I feel really good about. Um, kind of a good mix of some high school kids that that are that are I'm excited about, and then also some guys from from some uh, JUCOs around that um, had some some pretty good years last couple of years in their junior college ranks. So uh, I feel pretty good about it. I mean, our pitching staff is. Uh, probably one of the best we've had since I've been here, and and that you know, it's all about pitching, right? So so we hope that that that's going to be pretty strong for us, and our offense should be pretty good as well. So I'm excited about it. Well, uh, there's some baseball tradition over there. You know that you you you've stepped in <laughs> some big shoes over the years. That's right. Now this this the tradition that that Trevecca and baseball has, has been strong. We're just trying to keep it. Like I said, rolling. That's what I've been trying to do since I, since I took over, and it is, man. It's 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 something pretty special over there. It's a family. There's no doubt, and it's been like that for a very long time. Tell me about how you are. You talk about facilities inside, outside. And always, whenever I talk to your AD, Mark Elliott. By the way, let, let's take a twenty second timeout from this interview, okay? <laughs> okay. You and I were communicating back and forth last night with your uh, assistant AD for communications. And he sends me a picture of him laying on the beach in Hawaii. Oh, <laughs> and I thought I, th I thought I saw a Coast Guard boat that about ready to drag Orca back out to sea. I don't know. But uh, anyway. <laughs> How about that? I know. I just told him. I just, just bring back a little bit of that weather when you come back. How about that? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so when's the season get going? Give me, tell me about your schedule. We crank up on, uh, on Tuesday, this coming week. So we're um, – we get rocking and rolling pretty soon here. We, we're going down to Huntsville. Uh, we're actually playing a manual college at Huntsville 
um, to open up the season, which is kind of rare. We, we usually obviously open up uh, on the weekends, um, but we're going to start off on midweek. It'll be a nice little test uh, before we get cranked up at home next weekend against Belmont Abbey. So. Well, and it's the last go-around in the great Midwest, and I know you want to be nice because the great Midwest has been really, really good, but it's also now you got to drive to, like, Toronto to play the team. So it's uh, to get, you know, the move to the uh, – uh, what the trans uh, trans south, right? Yeah, yeah the old trans south. I mean, yeah, the, now the Gulf, the Gulf south. south. Yeah, yeah the I, see, I'm old. <laughs> I call it that's what it's. <laughs> but yeah, the the Gulf. But just talk about the Great Midwest. I saw where you picked third in, in that, and quite a competitive uh, conference in the last go around in the Great Midwest. Yeah, no, the you know I, since I've been at Rebecca, the Great Midwest, the GMAC has gotten so much better. It's We've added some really good schools in here the last two or three years, um, but not only that, it's just a it's a really good league. The coaches are all great. I mean, we all get along with each other. It's uh, it's really kind of sad to see us leave the GMAC. I mean, I I say that kind of you know twofold. Obviously, with with us going to the to a really good conference. I mean, the Gulf South is kind of like the SEC of Division Two. Um, it's a really good league, and and. And it's great for our schools, great for everybody that we're going into that. But, you know, the GMAC is kind of – we were kind of one of those charter members of the GMAC. And it's almost, you know, it's it's pretty sad to leave that. And uh, But, again, the travel is going to be so much better. Uh, we're going to be going more south, you know, than, than, than like you said. And, that's, and, more, and more natural rivalries, too. So Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we kind of – getting to play unions and the Christian brothers and, you know, Lee universities that, that are in state who, who we, that's who we recruit against, Greg, you know, I mean, we're, we're, we're not really recruiting against the teams in the GMAC. We're not going up against, you know, we're not going head to head with, you know, a pitcher with, with Lake Erie, you know, but we are with union and we are with, with Lee and, you know, that, that just makes those games more important and, you know, a lot more fun for our fans and, and for our, for our kids too. I mean, they're, they, when we recruit, they know who Lee is. They know who uh, Delta State is. They know they know those schools, and, and that's what's going to be a little more uh, exciting. And, and like you said, it, it does it, it renews a lot of rivalries as well. Coach uh, Chase Sane with us, uh, the Treveca Trojans. All right, tell me, thirteen newcomers, four freshmen, freshmen, nine transfers. Uh, a lot of that's sort of the way of the world these days in college athletics. It is. It is. I mean, it's. Ever since it's it's crazy. I mean, everybody when when they ask how many seniors you have, you know, ever since COVID, it's been about fifteen to sixteen almost every year, um, and that, I I just don't see that changing anytime soon. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it's going. And you know, with the transfer portal, which it hasn't really hit at this level like it is, like you're seeing at the at the bigger levels. Um, but but it is. I mean, you know, we're we're getting guys from uh, from other schools that that are wanting to come in and and help out right away as well. And then, you know, we, at Trevecca, we've always loved getting the high school kids. And that's really important for us because, you know, division two, it's, it's a lot about development. And so we're always trying to, to bring in that a good number of, of the high school age kids too, because, you know, development is so big at this level. Well, and two, and I noticed of the 13, I did some quick math. I think maybe 10 or 11 are all in state. And I guess about, Half of them, at least, are mid-state. In, in the four freshmen, Lebanon, Hendersonville, uh, Cedar Hill, I'm guessing, hold on, Joe Burns? 
Yeah, that's right. How about that's that right. ding, ding, ding? Uh, and, and, and Taylor Head, um, it, 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 you know, that last name in that area of Cheatham County and over there in Robertson County, that last name, of course, Pat Head Summit. Uh, I don't know if there's any connection. Tell Greg Ruff to get on that. And then uh, Franklin. But, I mean, I see Gallatin, uh, you know, people from that are around, a kid from Goodlettsville who, I say kid, young man that went to Louisville and back. So, yeah, there's – yeah, and as this, as our area, you know, as grow, you know, as it grows, it's going to provide more uh, opportunities, and there's just more more uh, out opportunities out there for uh, for you to go get quality players. Yeah, no doubt. This the 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 Middle Tennessee area, the whole state of Tennessee baseball. I mean, as you know, it's just it's it's so good, and we we don't have to go very far. There's so much uh, talent in, in this area, and we love recruiting local kids, and and. Part of that, and the biggest reason that is, Greg, is it, it, our atmosphere at our games are just so awesome. You know, we have so many families that come out. And they pack those, those the stands. Not that we have the the uh, the biggest stadium in the world, but it, it does make for a pretty good atmosphere when it's packed. So, uh, I mean, our game day atmospheres are awesome, but it, it's kind of both. I mean, we love getting local kids and love having local talent stay around Nashville, but also it just – we love having their families around and love being able to, to create that, that pretty cool uh, game day atmosphere as well. Well, let's talk about some of your returnees. I see four uh, returnees were all uh, conference last year. Jack Keel, a pitcher out of uh, Warren County down in Warren County High School down in McMinnville. Tell me about him. Yeah, Jack has been Jack's been really good since he's been here, and and he is he's just matured every year that that, that he's been you know on the on the pitching staff and. He'll be one of our, our big time starters. He'll actually get the game a game one start on Tuesday. Um, our guys just love playing behind Jack. It's it's a really different type of energy that he brings. He's super competitive. Um, just uh, can't say enough about about what he's done since he's been a Trojan, and and he's com- you know completely and definitely earned that that first start of the year for sure. Yeah, and the numbers I was looking at um, uh, the six and three, but five complete games, which doesn't happen much anymore, does it? And then two shutouts, uh, but just only 16 walks in 73 innings. Yeah, yeah. He, he's just one of those guys that he gets on the, on the mound and you know he's going to compete. I mean, he's going he's gonna to pound the strike zone. And that, that's, you know, for, for us, we just we ask that our pitcher give us a chance to, to win the ball game. And, I mean, every time Jack's on the mound, he, he does that. Well, and Caleb Marks, a righty uh, out of Siegel High School down in the borough, and then Matthew Hawk uh, from Ohio. So are you pretty solid at the top end of the rotation? Yeah, I feel really good about it. Like I said, we got, you know, Jack will be will be going uh, the first game of, of the season. And then Jonah Smithson will, will, will be in the mix against Belmont Abbey, who is a, a sophomore from Good Pasture. Uh, we have a transfer from uh, Kennesaw State uh, that, that will be pitching on the weekends. And then hopefully uh, Caleb Marks. We'll be uh, back and ready. He had a little uh, uh, setback a couple weeks ago, but he's back throwing and back on the mound, and that's that's big for us. He's he's taken a really big step the last couple of years, and and has a chance to have a really good season as well. Uh, and uh, well, you don't get right into it uh, with the schedule and everything. Uh, any uh, are there? How do you prepare for conference play with non-conference play? Well, we just try to. We're, we're, for one, we're very fortunate, and, and everybody thinks that we're in the you know the, the deep south, I guess, with weather. 
but we get a lot of these good northern schools that want to come down and play us early. Um, and so our schedule's pretty pretty strong on the on the front end with Belmont Abbey is, is you know is a really good program. They're ranked in the top twenty five. Uh, then we got Maryville College from up around St. Louis that comes in. They were getting votes to be in the top 25. And then uh, we play Lewis, which is a, a school out of Chicago. Um, they'll come down and play us. So we have three uh, home weekends in a row. And then we go on the road to Illinois Springfield, who has been one of the best you know, uh, schools in our region uh, for, the, for a long time. So we go on the road and play them. And then we open up conference that following week. So it's just about kind of testing your, your guys. And I just, you know, I say that and, and, and last year we, we went through a gauntlet early on as well and started off 0 and 7, which was, was not ideal, but I, you know, we ended the, the regular season, you know, pretty good. And we ended up winning our, our division in the GMAC. So I think it was a, a really good test and I, we're kind of putting our guys through that again. So I hope, hope we can, you know, get, get off to a little bit better start and, and kind of see if we can get it rolling a little sooner this year. Fourth season, uh, 104 wins in three of them. Uh, you're building something there. Talk about sustaining it. Well, like I said, Greg, the, the Trevecca baseball has been something pretty special for a long time. And, and it's been very, the tradition has been winning for, for a long time. And we're just, again, we just want to kind of keep that tradition going. It's, it's, you know, it's a different kind of type of baseball, different age of baseball now with like, like with the transfer portal and everything, so many moving parts, you know, we're just, but, but with trying to also align yourself with, with getting some good high school players as well. We're just, you know, we're very fortunate to be in a really good city. We're very fortunate to be in a really good school. Um, and we got a lot going over there and a lot of people around us that, that, you know, they support us and, and give us everything that we need to, to be successful. So we're, just, again, trying to trying to keep that tradition alive. Trevecca baseball coach Chase saying this morning on the University Showcase. Thanks, Chase. Hey, we'll be keeping up with you. We do this show uh, in this time slot every Saturday through May, so we'll be keeping up with you. Thanks a lot, Greg. Y'all have a great day. All right, see you. All right, coming up on University Showcase, um, if, you've saw, if you've seen college basketball the last 30 years, you've probably seen Curtis Shaw officiate. Uh, Final Fours and everything. He is the uh, director of officiating for the Aha Valley Conference, and he's coming up. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. 
Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com. Or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. Hey, Nashville and Middle Tennessee sports fans. Searching for the perfect place to enjoy great NCAA Division I athletics? Look no further than Tennessee Tech and come make the short trip to Cookville to take in a Golden Eagle sporting event. Check us out more at TTUsports.com, on our social media channels at TTU Golden Eagles, or call 931-372-3940. We can't wait to see you here. Wings up. For 25 years, Legends Bank has been more than just a bank. We're part of the community. Legendary service. Extraordinary people. That's our promise. Since opening our doors in Clarksville in 1998, we've grown alongside you. Nine branches across Middle Tennessee, including Nashville, Brentwood, and Pleasant View. Our journey is defined by the trust and achievements of our customers. As a locally owned community bank, we're proud of our roots and excited about our future. Celebrating 25 years of trust and growth. Not just a bank, part of your community, and together we're making a difference every day. Legends Bank. Inspiring legends for a quarter of a century. Here's to many more. Do you desire to become a leader who can influence and encourage other employees, students, or clients? Treveca offers a variety of undergraduate and graduate degrees in leadership that are relevant, accessible, affordable, and fully online. You'll gain skills and knowledge to lead in fields such as business, technology, education, ministry, government, and healthcare. Transform your work environment for the good. Call 844-TNU-GRAD or learn more at treveca.edu. Don't miss out on the OVC Men's and Women's Basketball Championships presented by United Fidelity Bank as it returns to the Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 6th through the 9th. All session tickets are on sale now for just $60 through each OVC school's ticket office and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person as the first entries into March Madness are cramped. Winning teams continually refine and add to their game plan. Just take a peek inside the Delta Dental Playbook. In addition to dental plans, Delta Dental now offers Delta Vision, a vision plan that you can add on to your dental plan for a little more than $8 a month. Eight bucks. The same math as a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Check them out at DeltaDentalTN.com. Delta Dental. They put the C in Tennessee. University Showcase right here at the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios. Greg Pug, Will Brown running things across the way. Well, I've... Um, I have over the years uh, have been to many, many SEC tournament games, NCAA games, SEC games. You know, was the beat writer for the Nashville Banner through the '90s, and I p- saw plenty of Curtis Shaw and uh, one really uh, one of the best officials uh, that uh, that worked the game. Six Final Fours, uh, the 2009 NCAA championship game. He's now the uh, coordinator of men's basketball officials for the High Valley Conference and other conferences as well. Curtis, good morning. How you doing, man? Good morning, guys. How are y'all? You doing all right? Everything's good. Busy, busy time of year, but that's the way we like it. Hey, tell me, and I'm gonna we're gonna go around the horn with it. But 
What do you look for when you are now judging officials? You once were one, and now you are managing them and, and develop them, developing them. What do you look for? Well, when you first see somebody, you kind of have a natural eye that says, hmm, they have some of the intangibles. You, you look at the physical appearance. You look at the way they present themselves on the court. You look at the way they run and handle themselves. And then the second time you look at them, you start looking at play selectivity. What kind of calls do they know to pass on? What kind of calls do they know when to make? Um, And then you get into watching how they develop with the players and the coaches and can they communicate. So it's kind of a multi-step process from when we start. Once once you get hired on the staff in any of our leagues, it's kind of a similar deal. We're seeing how you progress, how you handle situations at every level. Um, and, and then see just who works their way up the, up the ladder, so to speak. Well, and you said something, and, and I thought was really just piqued my interest, uh, what calls to make, and you know, because there are flows of game issues, there are other things, and you want, you, you want the play to be fluid. I thought that was a really interesting point you made. Yeah, it's a lot of times when we're watching – young referees that we haven't seen much or the first time, the thing that will jump out is the call they don't make, the the call selectivity, when to know that some slight contact had no effect on a play as a guy goes up and dunks the ball, uh, uh, that a guy clearly beat a guy on the dribble, so he got maybe brushed with his hand, but it had no effect on the play. So seeing people who don't just react and blow a whistle every time somebody touches is, is a big part of telling your judgment and your ability to decipher the difference. Is it as easy? I don't want to go too down deep a rabbit hole with you, Curse, but is it yeah. also uh, just, you know, if an advantage gained, if there is an advantage gained, is it that simple sometimes? Well, the way I grew up referee, and that's what we talked about, advantage, disadvantage. And then we went through a spurt in the mid-2000s where the, the – the men's basketball rules committee and the powers that be tried to make everything black and white. Well, you can't referee any sport, but especially basketball, black and white. There there may be similar contact, but it may have two different outcomes. So I have gone back to teaching more the advantage, disadvantage and talking that way. If, if contact has an effect on a play, then we're probably going to need a whistle. If there's contact that has absolutely no effect on the play, why are we piling up team fouls or individual fouls on something that did nothing to basketball? So that's kind of always been my philosophy, how I refereed, and, and really what I'm trying to get us back to. Curtis Shaw with this coordinator of men's basketball officials for the High Valley Conference and and others. What I know in 2010, the consortium, uh, you were put in, in charge of that. OVC, Big 12, Conference USA, Southland Conferences was the initial. What are, what are you working now? That, it's the same. Still league, the same? Okay, added, yeah. We added, uh, we added the Missouri Valley several years ago. And they, they came on board with us also. So we have those five leagues uh, with the expanding nature of basketball these days. I'm not even sure how many teams we have anymore. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, it's a good core group. It's a good set of commissioners. It allows us to bring people up the ladder in the right way and, and provide us access. It's getting harder and harder to get officials. Uh, if you're ever talking to the high school people, TLSAA people, or whoever, 
there's lots of games they don't even have enough bodies, much less uh, competent officials. And and whereas we've got enough bodies in college, we're struggling to bring on new, younger. Uh, I like to have ex-players when we can. They have a feel for the game. But they just don't seem to want to go into it anymore. The, the money's really good once you get to the top. But trying to work your way up through high school and junior college with the abuse you catch from players, from fans, and especially parents at the lower levels, uh, just turns people off. So so we'll have a number of people that, that I'll meet through the TWSAA that will referee year or two say, I'm not putting up with all this. And, and they have ability, but they just don't want to go through the heat. So it, it's a tough business right now, social media. Parents' expectations, uh, coach expectations—it's uh, a very difficult job. So we we really work hard to find the right people and get them in the right system so they can progress before they get disenfranchised. Well, and even and it's all sports. I know the TWSAA had to—I believe I know two years ago or this year as well—you had to play if your high school football. You had to play at least one Thursday night game. That way, you could yep. have enough officials to go around on Friday night. Exactly, and a lot of states are like that. I know Indiana, Kentucky, I deal with a lot. They're the same way. They they just call and say, you've either got to move your game to Thursday or Saturday because we don't even have physically enough bodies to put on, mm. the, on the football field. And there, there's a lot of middle school basketball games where they might have one referee instead of two, much less the three you have at the high school and, and, and college level. So it's it's a very challenging time for people like the TWSAA to, to try to get people interested and get them involved. Uh, and, and it's a great sport for ex-athletes. I mean, it's a great uh, job for ex-athletes, ex-players as a way to stay in the game. So whenever I'm talking to any of our teams or any of our players, I try to get one or two of them to get interested for you know when their playing days are over. Curtis, I, I remember in in the nineties. I, I swear, I saw John Clockerty call eight games in one week. How many? <laughs> and you always, you know, because of TV, things are more staggered now, and you want your premier right. officials at the premier games. And I understand that. How many games a week in the travel is is almost too much? Well, when I was doing it from about ninety. 90- Seven through 2009, I was working over 120 games a year. <laughs> that was too. But, you know, we're, referees at the college level are independent contractors. They have no benefits, no retirement, no disability. They So you're just on your own. So it's kind of hard to turn down a game. Uh, and then, you know, if you're lucky enough to be considered at the top, then every, every league wants you to work when you can. Nowadays, the, the TV schedule change, there's not near as many Sunday games. Uh, they're the, about the big Monday games in the Big 12 or, or the few Monday games. So I would say our top guys are working 90 to 95 games a year, um, which is a manageable number, but you've got to be able to take care of yourself. you got to know how to rest. you got to know how to eat proper, uh, but, it, but it is doable. Curtis Shaw with us, coordinator of men's basketball for the uh, OVC. Uh, the 2009 championship game, and what an honor just to, to – when you found out you got that – when you got that call, what, what went through your mind? Well, I was excited. I had, I had worked other Final Fours, but 
in in those days, the way the NCA committee did it, they tried to only put you in games where you'd had both teams or you'd never had either team. Well, that was getting really hard to do. So, you know, I was selected to work a number of semifinals, but the matchups just never worked out where I might be considered for the finals. So when, when the teams were paired in Detroit, you knew that, that uh, uh, they were all a good fit. So I was hoping for the opportunity, and, and it came about. And at at Ford Field, is that right? Am I am I in like what eighty? Yeah. 000, I mean, wasn't that the biggest one ever? I don't know. I remember what eighty thousand or something like that. North Carolina, it, and yeah, go ahead. It it, it was one of the biggest. Um, uh, yes, it was in the football stadium, and the thing that helped it, it was awful weather. <laughs> Downtown Detroit at the time was not really where you wanted to be. So it was really a confined area, area. but Michigan State made mm-hmm. a magical run. They weren't really one of the top 10, 15 teams that year, but they made a great run and made it. So with Michigan State in it, being in Detroit, we had a packed house, and uh, it was really an exciting atmosphere. Yeah, Michigan State 72, uh, rather, uh, but uh, North Carolina, rather, 89 to 72. Mm-hmm. You, when I look at uh, different coaches and different personalities, uh, I, I just – thought of Tom Izzo I think of Bruce Pearl or I think of a more stoic uh Dean Smith or a you know just different personalities of different coaches you got to pretty much know that going in not every coach is the same oh absolutely and it, it's something that you talk about as a veteran when you have the younger officials in there's certain coaches are more active on the sidelines certain coaches want you to talk to them they I don't know I guess you're their only friend during the game and then you have other coaches that get furious if you talk to them or you talk to the other team Rick Pitino if he sees a referee talking to the opposing coach he'll he'll get livid just do your job <laughs> have to talk to him so it's you, you've really got to know the personalities you got to know what to expect and then once you've been around the coaches know what you are and what you know what they're going to get out of you and and that kind of helps too. Uh, your reputation helps you get through games. So both of those factors are really important. So uh, did you? You were a, a star uh, athlete at Macaulay. Am I? Am I getting this right? Well, I played basketball and baseball. Mm-hmm. I was lucky to be the player of the year in baseball my senior year. So yeah, I, I, I enjoyed athletics. I played in the small college I was I was never going to play big time in either sport but I just enjoyed it and uh, I think that's what led me to officiating when I was still going to school and I had basically used up all my eligibility um, I figured out uh-oh I don't have any money and I don't I can't get a scholarship so I started uh, refereeing and uh, Cooper Dyer in Chattanooga Tennessee and his grandson Kenny Dyer was a good friend of mine and he was the head of TWSAA he talked me into signing up just to make some money, go do sixth, seventh, eighth grade games in the afternoon. And all of a sudden, I just loved everything about it. And within about three years, they put me in college, and it just kind of worked its way up the ladder. So, what was it that you you said you loved everything about it? What was that? What 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 was that? I, I was very competitive as a player. I was I was your typical uh, mediocre talent. Uh, <laughs> very, very strong desire. Um, and, and then, so, so officiating gave me a chance to stay involved. I love sports. It's always been what I focused on, even as a little kid playing and watching. And, uh, and, and so this gave me a way to, to stay in touch. And all of a sudden 
I'm I'm at UTC trying to finish school and and you know 1982 three somewhere in there I'm making four or five hundred dollars a week uh, officiating different sports so I think I'm the richest guy in college. So, <laughs> it, it's kind of a two-edged sword that I loved it and it provided me the the income I needed to get through school. Curtis, I've got you. I, you I, we, uh, you're now on the stand officiating, okay? Curtis Shaw, uh, the coordinator of men's uh, basketball officials for the OVC as well, Big 12, Conference USA, Southland, and the Missouri uh, Valley uh, as well. You're not going to get them all right. When you don't get one right, how do you handle it? How should you handle it? Now, the way I like to tell them is, is if I thought I was right, but the coach didn't, I, I would say to him, Coach, I hear what you're saying. If that's what happened, I missed it. And it, it's hard for them to give much response to that, you know. Uh, then, But if you know you kick something, and you do, you you just have an instinct to go, I think I just blew that. If a coach said, Coach, I totally kicked that, totally missed it, I'll get it. And, and you know, you, you, you have to be honest and you have to be legitimate with them and and especially in today's day and age, every one of our games is on DV Sport. I've got four or five or six camera angles. So, you know, you have to be willing to admit when you've made a mistake. And then you have to figure out why. And part of being a good referee is when the game's over, you go back and look at the plays and figure out, I missed this. Why? Was I looking in the wrong spot? Was I physically in the wrong spot? Or did I just totally see something backwards? So it's all part of the process and then knowing how to communicate it to the coaches. And you can't tell them 10 times a game, hey, I missed that one. But they, they'll live with it if you have to tell them once or twice. Oh, um, do we? who was the longtime uh, SEC officiator? He uh, Was it Georgia? Um, John Guthrie. Yes, yes, yes. You want a coach running the referees? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And, and so on, on Monday morning uh, – uh, or Sunday morning, uh, do they call Beth? Do they call Kyle? Do they call you? They used to call Travis Teletasi, I know, and he's now gone off to be the commissioner of the, the mid-American right. athletic or the Metro athletic, uh, and Atlantic rather. So who, yeah. who do they call to complain? Well, if, if they have a concern, we have a process. And the first thing that's supposed to happen is the coaches are supposed to come to me. Uh, whether they text me, whether they call me, whether they want to send me some times of plays, they come to me. If they don't get the response they want, then they can go to the basketball ops person, which is now Greg Walters. Right. It took travel place in the OVC, and, and there's one in every league. And, it, you know, if they're still not happy, they can go to their AD, who's got other channels. But, yeah. but usually that, that's rarely going to happen. Usually – you know, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to break down the plays. I'm going to break down the games. Um, I get a lot of coaches' videos, which are from one angle on the sideline and a long way away. You, you can't see what really occurred over in front of the other bench. So they'll say, oh, we totally missed this. Well, then I can send them the baseline angle that we have access to, one of our five. And I'll say, no, he didn't see this. Clearly <laughs> stripped so it's usually just a process. I've got a great group of coaches. I've been around a long time, and and uh, they understand me, and I understand them, and we just we just find a way to come up with a solution um, the best we can. We and as I always say, I can't change anything once the game's over. What I can do is say, hey, we're doing this right or we're doing this wrong, and I can try to quote coach my team up, my referees up, 
if we're having certain mistakes. And I can help coaches if, if their players are doing something wrong so they can try to work with them. So it's really a two-way street. Curtis, I've enjoyed this. Thank you, man. Will our paths cross on the road, probably in Evansville a little bit later on? Appreciate you, man. Yes. Thank you all. Goodbye. All right. Curtis Shaw, he is the coordinator of men's basketball officials for the OVC, also Big 12, Conference USA, Southland Conference, and Missouri Valley Conferences. We'll take a break. Uh, Danielle Pinner, she is the uh, softball coach, new softball coach at Tennessee Tech, coming up right here on the University Showcase. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Don't miss out on the OVC Men's and Women's Basketball Championships presented by United Fidelity Bank as it returns to the Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 6th through the 9th. All session tickets are on sale now for just $60 through each OVC school's ticket office and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person as the first entries into March Madness are cramped. Hey Nashville and Middle Tennessee sports fans, searching for the perfect place to enjoy great NCAA Division I athletics? Look no further than Tennessee Tech and come make the short trip to Cookville to take in a Golden Eagle sporting event. Check us out more at TTUsports.com, on our social media channels at TTU Golden Eagles, or call 931-372-3940. We can't wait to see you here. Wings up! Winning teams continually refine and add to their game plan. Just take a peek inside the Delta Dental Playbook. In addition to dental plans, Delta Dental now offers Delta Vision, a vision plan that you can add on to your dental plan for a little more than $8 a month. Eight bucks. The same math as a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Check them out at deltadentaltn.com. Delta Dental. They put the C in Tennessee. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. Do you desire to become a leader who can influence and encourage other employees, students, or clients? Treveca offers a variety of undergraduate and graduate degrees in leadership that are relevant, accessible, affordable, and fully online. You'll gain skills and knowledge to lead in fields such as business, technology, education, ministry, government, and healthcare. Transform your work environment for the good. Call 844-TNU-GRAD or learn more at treveca.edu. 
For 25 years, Legends Bank has been more than just a bank. We're a part of the community. Legendary service. Extraordinary people. That's our promise. Since opening our doors in Clarksville in 1998, we've grown alongside you. Nine branches across Middle Tennessee, including Nashville, Brentwood, and Pleasant View. Our journey is defined by the trust and achievements of our customers. As a locally owned community bank, we're proud of our roots and excited about our future. Celebrating 25 years of trust and growth. Not just a bank, part of your community, and together, we're making a difference every day. Legends Bank. Inspiring legends for a quarter of a century. Here's to many more. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com. Or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. University Showcase presented by Strike and Spare Family Fund Center Studios. That's exactly where we are. Uh, a little bit later on today, we've got the uh, Tennessee TSU men's game uh, with uh, Southern Indiana over Gentry Center, 315. I'll be on the broadcast, uh, play-by-play, along with Albert Dawson. So check it out here a little bit later on uh, in the afternoon on National Sports uh, Radio. It is a University Showcase. We spotlight, among other things, Tennessee Tech Athletics. And uh, I do want to mention this uh, before we get to our uh, our guest, uh, new softball coach, Daniel Penner, the uh, passing of longtime uh, uh, Tennessee Tech uh, beat writer, sports editor of the Cookville uh, Herald Citizen, uh, just a legendary uh, writer, Frank Lane, uh, passing away. And I've, I've read the story. You can go to ttusports.com and read the tribute they have there. And just wanted to mention that just really was uh, a, a lot of the history uh, of Tennessee Tech athletics he chronicled and, and was really a, a large part of the landscape. Tennessee Tech uh, softball coach, Daniel Pinner. Daniel, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. I got my first full year under my belt, so and uh, first set of recruits in. So I'm I'm looking forward to this year and certainly. Yep. Well, and, and talk about that. What you just going through it now? You've been a head coach before, obviously, but going through that process at Tennessee Tech, learning the OVC, learning just the new lay of the land. You know, it's certainly you know it's not easy, but I you know I. I I've played and coach a sport that's it's built up of, of challenges. It's all about the process. You know, I started at Tennessee Tech a couple of weeks after the fall semester started. I was learning names three weeks into the, <laughs> into the fall. You know, and no amount of studying on a roster helps. You know, and, and learning where people can play, um, you know, our strengths, our weaknesses, and, and holes we needed to fill. Certainly we had some great athletes, you know, those who who graduated and some really young kids, but, you know, we had some holes we needed to fill and some depth we needed to add. And so that became our primary focus. You know, recruiting was a big deal. So we have, you know, we're happy with the class that we have right now. We have four transfers and four freshmen, and we have nine committed for next year. Um, and we're still looking, we're still looking for more. So it's an exciting time. You know, it's, just, it's, it's not a complete rebuild of a program because there were some wonderful things already in place. But there was a sense of rebuilding. There were a lot of holes we had to fill and, and things we needed to, to adjust and change. And um, it's, been, it's, it's been a process, but it's been wonderful. I really enjoy, I enjoy Tennessee Tech. It is a wonderful place. 
Um, I enjoy Cooksville. It's filled with just tremendous people. And I love my team. Um, they are full of great kids, great families, really talented athletes. And, you know, and they're gritty. And what coach doesn't want a resilient, gritty team that works hard and, and, and you know, wants to win? You know, even last year, despite, you know, having a rough record, you know, it, we did better in the last half. And, and it, to be struggling the way we did, you know, and to still continue to improve, you know, I, if I'm an opponent, I didn't want to face us the second half. You know, we were, we were battling with every team we played, and we were getting better game to game. So I'm looking forward, you know, now that we've filled some holes and added some depth and we keep some of that resilient attitude, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this year. Yeah, year two for Daniel Pinner. I misspoke earlier. Apologize for that. Um, the, uh, where do you, you, you talked about, I just want to stick with the recruiting component of where you go in to get your players. It's a different world, the transfer portal of all this, that, and everything, but also in, a, you know, within a hundred miles of, of Cookville, you've got, you know, Chattanooga, Knoxville, you know, go North, you couldn't, and, and obviously Nashville, middle Tennessee. So there seems to be a very strong base. Oh, there's no question. Um, Tennessee has a huge, um, a huge talent pool to pull from. Um, you know, and that's our ideal. You know, that's what we, my staff and I talk about all the time. You know, our, our recruiting base, our target market is our Tennessee, our ten- immediate states that the university recruits from, you know, certainly Georgia and so forth. But, um, but yeah, you know, we, we're sticking kind of home, hometown areas to try and fill our roster because there's, there's, so there's so much talent. The reality is it's, it, it's not always working out that way, and we certainly have some great talent coming in from out of state. You know, I don't want to discount their abilities and potential for our impact, but a majority of the class we do have coming in, um, I think it's six out of the nine right now are, are Tennessee kids. Um, you know, and that's, that's what we want to stick with, if, if possible. But certainly, um, you know, certainly our out-of-state kids, we're looking forward to their impact, too. Uh, talk a little bit about your schedule next, uh, what, Friday, Saturday, Clinton, South Carolina. Uh, they're uh, obviously Presbyterian, the Blue Hose Invitational. Uh, then down yeah. to uh, uh, Baton Rouge. So you're getting around a little bit. I know another tournament as well. Just talk about what you want to do leading up to your opening a conference play in uh, early March. You know, it's an exciting time. We have a lot of depth, a lot of really talented kids, um, you know, and there are a lot of positions that really. So our goal in those first four tournaments is just a lot of experience for all the players. Um, let's see who's going to excel. Let's see who's going to embrace the process. And, and, and you know, it's going to help us determine really, you know, how we're going to move forward in, in OVC play. So our goal for the, the tournaments is, is really just opportunities for our players um, playing outside competition. You know, we were limited a little bit in the fall. We have some amazing renovations happening um, on our field, but it limited our ability to have home games. We were using um, intramural field was – intramurals were fantastic and let us use their facilities and – so we were limited in, in how many games we got to play. We played four away. Um, so we're just looking forward to some outside competition, let me tell you. <laughs> well, and, you know, there, the, there's construction everywhere over there. The football, you know, everything with Dr. Oldham and Mark uh, Wilson, your AD, they're doing over there, Dr. Oldham, the president and everything. Tell me about your staff, um, Sammy Miller, Mark Kendrick, Jeff Thomas. Uh, what do you look for when you put together a staff? You know, I, I look for differences. I, I appreciate and, and embrace them. I don't want somebody who's always going to tell me that what I'm saying or what I'm doing is right. I want different ideas. 
Um, you know, I, I like that. Um, I want different specialties. I think we're a really well-rounded staff. Um, you know, I like our ability to, to do multiple areas of the game. But, I, you know, I also like that I can delegate outfield and catching to, to Coach Kendrick and hitting and, and certainly outfield as well to Coach Miller. Um, you know, she was a power five level outfielder as a player. Um, you know, so I like the ability to, to delegate, you know, I'm, you know, I've worked with, I've worked with everything. I've worked with pitching, um, infield, uh, hitting outfield. I've worked with it all. So I, I love the versatility. Um, but I like our differences too. You know, I, I love that my staff is willing to come and, and say, Hey, what if we try this? I know it might be a little different, but you know, what if we do this, you know, and, and I appreciate that. So I, I, you know, I, I love being with them for, for this process, you know, and, and they're a big part of our growth. And, you know, I look forward to, to more, um, more years with them. Daniel Pinner with us, the Tennessee tech uh, softball coach, 1998 graduate of uh, what was once called California university of Pennsylvania. It's now Penn West, California, uh, two time national champion, three time all American. Uh, you're still, Tied. I, I'm not going to run through the, everything on your bio, but uh, um, first off, where is that? You know, California University of Pennsylvania tells me it's in Pennsylvania. Penn West, California. I'm thinking it's in California. Where is it? It's it's just outside of the city of Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, on the western part of the state of, of Pennsylvania, um, in the in the PSAC conference. So, um, it's it's a it's a great area. Um change a thing about the the school and my experience I'm still you know and this is what I want for my kids I'm still in contact with my teammates I had one come and stay with her and her husband visited me last year that's cool um you know and that's what I want for my players too I not only certainly winning championships but building relationships and 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 long-term a long-term tribe you know I think that's important and you know Cal gave that to me well now Penn West I guess but (laughs) Uh, well, and, and certainly, you know, I guess when you have players like coach who's had success as a player, you've got some skins on the wall. It's, is it easier to, to, to relate to the, to the young players because they know you've been through it? I think so. Um, you know, I think anybody who's really faced challenges and overcome, I think it's, it's easier to relate, you know, when, when we give them alternatives, it's it's not it's it's not always because it's what we saw at a clinic or read in a book. It's it's things that we try to employ to help us. You know, different things. We talk about mental training, and not everybody thinks the same way. So how do we get how do we get them to think positively? Well, you know, this is what I learned as a coach with our sports psych people. This is what I learned as a player, and you know, and 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 this is what helped me. And um, and I think that there's there's a level of, of grit required when you win championships too. And, um, you know, and I definitely think that helps as well. So, yeah, I do. Um, you know, and I think our, our players are really open to listening and embracing, you know, I say it all the time and I said it even in my interview, I don't want to recruit people who like to win. Everybody likes to win. You know, it's the people who hate to lose. (laughs) They're gritty, they're resilient, you know, and they find a way to keep improving. You know, and I think that's part of a championship mindset, and we try to instill that really in everything we do. Even if we're doing a hitting session, we find we try to find a way to make it competitive. You know, there's you know, in in this case, there's going to be a winner, and 
and and make it competitive because that's the nature of, of the group that we want to have. And thankfully, that's the nature of the kids we do have. Danielle, good luck this season. We appreciate you joining us. We do this uh, every Saturday morning through May, a Tennessee Tech segment. So we'll be keeping up with you all, all spring. Good luck, okay? Thanks so much. Appreciate it. All righty, Danielle Penner. Uh, yeah, you go through read her bio. She she was in her uh, she's in her um, university's Hall of Fame, Sports Hall of Fame as well. We'll take a break. Be back and wrap up University Showcase in just a few. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. For 25 years, Legends Bank has been more than just a bank. We're a part of the community. Legendary service. Extraordinary people. That's our promise. Since opening our doors in Clarksville in 1998, we've grown alongside you. Nine branches across Middle Tennessee, including Nashville, Brentwood, and Pleasant View. Our journey is defined by the trust and achievements of our customers. As a locally owned community bank, we're proud of our roots and excited about our future. Celebrating 25 years of trust and growth. Not just a bank, part of your community, and together, we're making a difference every day. Legends Bank. Inspiring legends for a quarter of a century. Here's to many more. Do you desire to become a leader who can influence and encourage other employees, students, or clients? Treveca offers a variety of undergraduate and graduate degrees in leadership that are relevant, accessible, affordable, and fully online. You'll gain skills and knowledge to lead in fields such as business, technology, education, ministry, government, and healthcare. Transform your work environment for the good. Call 844-TNU-GRAD or learn more at treveca.edu. Don't miss out on the OVC Men's and Women's Basketball Championships presented by United Fidelity Bank as it returns to the Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 6th through the 9th. All session tickets are on sale now for just $60 through each OVC school's ticket office and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person as the first entries into March Madness are cramped. Winning teams continually refine and add to their game plan. Just take a peek inside the Delta Dental Playbook. In addition to dental plans, Delta Dental now offers Delta Vision, a vision plan that you can add on to your dental plan for a little more than $8 a month. Eight bucks. The same math as a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Check them out at DeltaDentalTN.com. Delta Dental. They put the C in Tennessee. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com. Or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. 
When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Hey, Nashville and Middle Tennessee sports fans. Searching for the perfect place to enjoy great NCAA Division I athletics? Look no further than Tennessee Tech and come make the short trip to Cookville to take in a Golden Eagle sporting event. Check us out more at TTUsports.com, on our social media channels at TTU Golden Eagles, or call 931-372-3940. We can't wait to see you here. Wings up. University Showcase. Greg Polk right here in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. This afternoon, 3.15, it is Southern Indiana at um, Gentry Center. Doubleheader starting at 1. We'll have the men's game at 3.15, tip-off 3.30. Albert Dawson and myself. Uh, Grizzlies uh, tomorrow afternoon, as a matter of fact, right here. Watch the at 4.30. Uh, got that going on. They've lost a lot of talent this year. Yeah, well, Ja was suspended and obviously out for the year now. So, anyway, uh, news and notes from the High Valley Conference. Of course, we have spotlight uh, Trevecca, Tennessee Tech, and all the things going on at the OVC. Five-time OVC Women's Player of the Week. Get this. Macy McGlone at Eastern Illinois uh, has 16 double-doubles this week coming into the week. A mark that ranks second nationally. Uh, and uh, Southern Indiana's uh, Ollie Saunders was uh, the top newcomer on the women's side. Reagan McGowan of Western Illinois was named Freshman of the Week for a ninth time. Think she, she's the leading candidate for uh, Freshman of the uh, Year in the OVC? Nine time already uh, Freshman of the Week. UT Martin's Issa Muhammad was named both Men's Player and Newcomer of the Week. Uh, Little Rock's Jalen Crocker-Johnson uh, was named Freshman of the Week for a fifth time. And, uh, of course, you got Jalen Jones at Tennessee State. I think he's been named uh, Freshman of the Week three times. So those are the two uh, uh, leading candidates um, as well. Uh, of course, you can watch all of the uh, conference games, uh, men and women, on ESPN+. Plus. As a matter of fact, at 1 o'clock this afternoon, you can watch Albert and me do the uh, women's game on ESPN+. Plus uh, With Will, uh, part of the crew. So uh, looking forward to that. Hey, everybody, uh, thank you for listening all throughout the day. Appreciate it. Have a good one.